As much as I like to fight everyone, yeah, yeah. I'm having a pretty good time here. Why you mad? Why you mad? Why you Why mad? You mad? Hey, Louisa, what's up? Hi, Jake. How's it going? Ooh, I'm good. I had two giant frozen blue Hawaiian margaritas that fucked up and thought we were podcasting two hours ago. So I'm pretty good. I, I saw your Instagram and I got a little worried that we were going to lose you for the <laughs> podcast because you were going to get day drunk on blue frosty drinks. I only had two of them fuckers and they had me lit. But then I had a nice, <laughs> like a nap kind of thing, like a taco and everything. We're, you know? Yeah. We're, we're all a little sleepy. We got a uh, guest today, uh, actually by request of the listeners, huh? They had the great idea. Yeah. Um, welcome to our friend of the pod here, uh, Brett Payne of Street Fight. What else do we want to plug here, Brett? Say hi. Street Fight, that's, that's, that's the main thing. Thanks that's for having me. Thing. And yeah. thank you to the people that reached out. I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> I don't get asked to do a lot of stuff. Uh, I'm not constantly online the way Brian is. So it's <laughs> easier to get a hold of. Um, so I do appreciate the invite. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I listen to you guys' show. I think it's great. Um, and I had been a few episodes behind, so I was not um, up to date with, well, more than a few, I guess, um, but not up to date with your current uh, romantic life status. <laughs> and so some people uh, wrote to us after we had a couple of episodes, you know, we mentioned to you, we talk about like media that we've seen and shit that has affected us. And we talked about secretary for one episode. Um, and then that brought out a lot of fucking sex and relationship shit which is not our normal topic um and we kind of thought like oh this is tmi and people are gonna hate this you know and then instead it was a bunch of people like really liked it and freaks um yeah and then a bunch of people had the same idea of like you know who you guys should have on you should have brett on (laughs) he's going through a divorce i think he maybe wants to be solo poly i think you guys should talk to him about this (laughs) you know like just This is all heard stuff the same that, kind of vibes, yeah. That they diagnosed through listening to you. So if any of this is inconsistent with what's actually happening, let us know. It's just listener stuff. But well, um, that's why we have you here to clear the air, right? To tell us what what the heck is going on. What makes you think that they thought you might be going through uh, a why you mad type of upheaval of uh, trying to tear down the systems <laughs> in the reply guys defense this is a good premise i think because we're all constant it seems as if we are all at the same time going through a thing which is maybe relevant to each other's yeah so let's hang yeah um i mean i really uh you know covid was put put a lot of stressors on everybody obviously um and you know i don't want to say like oh it was a wonderful for me it saved my life or something i I do recognize the pain and suffering and how awful it's been but um you know i have you know i uh me and my wife decided to get a divorce uh back in march uh once things started opening up again and uh you know just just because it was like i don't know i think it was i think we were both looking at it like we're going back to what we had before and uh, it sucked. It kind of sucked. I, you know, uh, quarantine sucked too in its own way. But just going back and pretending like you're doing your happy, your like happy little life again, and just playing house. Um, I think like the, just the bottom fell out on all of that. And it, and uh, you know, for me and my wife, you know, five or ten interactions throughout the year that might be weird or contentious turned to like fifty or to a hundred yeah. over yeah. quarantine. And it just sped things up, I think. You know, it probably would have happened maybe when my daughter graduated. We would have been that 
cowardly, I think, <laughs> to just wait. Like, oh, we'll wait till she's, you know. But it's good. It's going to be, it's better for everybody involved. Um, but I have been thrust back into a lot of relationships now uh, and talking to people uh, in a way that I have not done before. And it's been very overwhelming. And I am somebody that just loves to notice things. <laughs> and so the dating scene and uh, having new relationships, texting uh, with people mm -hmm. and also navigating like uh, how I really feel uh, and, and what I want. And I do not call myself solo poly uh, just because I noticed people roll their eyes when you do that. Yeah, they hate um, it. <laughs> yeah. It's they a huge turn off. Yeah, I think the only thing that is hated more than that is uh, what's what's the fucking one when you are, are turned on by intellect? A sapiosexual, uh, yeah. Yeah, the sapiosexual. <laughs> People will smack you for that one. Um, no, I mean, look, well, let me ask you this. How long uh, were you with your wife, including like before you got married? Like how many years? We were, it's crazy. I think we were together... Um, I don't even know. That's the bad marriage, of course. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> I think it was, uh, I think, tw 11 or 12 years, I want to yeah. say. 11 years. Okay. Right. Yeah, see, okay, because that's so, that's similar. And it's funny to me that you say, like, it would, the cowardly thing would be to stay together because I think, you know, big traumatic events like fucking COVID and, like, 9-11 and shit like that, it, a lot of, for a lot of people, it actually, like, the fear causes them to stay together longer than they should mm -hmm. have been. Um, and so I do think, you know, it requires, it requires a lot of courage. Like I had, um, there's a comic who got divorced at some point that I know. And I was like one of the first people that she told uh, at the Creek, I think actually. And she was like, she just like deadpan just went like, Hey, so I'm getting a divorce. And I was like, all right, cool. How do you feel about that? And she just like her jaw dropped and she's like, you're the first person who hasn't said I'm sorry yeah. when I said that to you. You know, and it's like, yeah, well, you know, why would I be sorry unless it's like something you don't want, you know? Yeah. So that's why my first question is like, is is this what you want? Um, because I think more often than that than not, it's for the better when people break up, you know? Um, but the um, I ask about the years because I kind of I guess I had a similar thing and Jake I think you should then tell us how maybe you fit into this sure uh, because mine was that I was in a monogamous relationship from 20 to 30 right okay and it was like we lived together our finances were intermingled the whole thing right uh, when I moved to New York for grad school he literally dropped his whole life and moved with me um, it was like a marriage in every way except, you know, paperwork. Uh -huh. And um, when we broke up, it was totally like, dude, I was 20. I was like barely out of 19 when I met this guy. So I had no frame of reference for like dating, for how do you um, discuss your boundaries or like figure out if a person likes you or not. Or, you know, like not yeah. go along with things you don't like or even for me as a woman like how do I have sex I enjoy more often mm -hmm. than not all these things and so um as I tend to do I took a clinical kind of approach to it and I did a lot of um purposeful dating I guess and exploring right after the breakup and I now have come to like identify with the solo poly description but Jake and I have argued I think we we agree on this Jake right that we're like we don't even like claiming poly really <laughs> although i do now because i like to make fun of trad people but that's not really yeah the claim you know it's not that i need or like or must have multiple partners 
but I identified with the with the solo stuff because I already experienced a relationship where I shared everything in my life with another person and mine was very good you know just to speak for my relationship but I don't think I desire that ever again I don't think I want to be responsible for another person's like domestic responsibilities and have more than half of our conversations turn into transactional talks about like did you pay the bills or did you take out the trash or any of that I would prefer you be a full developed adult on your own in your own space I'll be one in mine and when we have the time and desire and the inclination we spend time with each other when we're in our best the best versions of ourselves you know so it's like purely romantic interaction so I like the solo thing I don't like the entire label because um, labels don't work if people read into them something different than what you intended so I can't go around educating everybody about what I think it means because that's when everybody hates us and thinks we're annoying. <laughs> yeah. Right? So I don't know. Jake, what do you th- why do you think people were like, the three of you need to get together and talk about this shit? Um, I, well, I mean, probably because they listened to both of the shows and then just identified uh, sort of a similar yeah, like, crisis. Well, okay, I'll answer that question. You just asked, asked mm-hmm. me a different question. Um, oh, oh. Sorry, go. Uh, well, okay. I mean, you want me to do my story, I guess, of how I got here? Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, like... It's like relationship rehab. Yeah, we'll yeah. Do, okay, we'll go around the room. I've got my coffee, yeah. my hand is shaking, um, yeah. smoking start, three cigarettes. Start with, my name is Jake. <laughs> my name is Jake, and I'm addicted to whippets. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, you know, I just, like, in my, you know, teens and 20s and stuff like that, really like kind of had a vague feeling that I couldn't even put like words to that was um that was because we were living in like some sort of realism or like paradigm like unthinkable to even imagine that that it is not just what you do in life is get into a relationship and then the relationship is structured a certain way and then it leads to eventual outcomes and stuff like that. And so I'd find myself getting into series of relationships where like there was just part of me that wasn't quite like fit into it. And, you know, I always end up coming to these conclusions of like, all right, well, this just doesn't work. And so, you know, the, the thing, the thing that you do is, I guess, if a relationship doesn't work, you take it to all the way until it doesn't work and then it blows up and then you have a big fight and then you, you know, never talk again or you laugh about it six months later and your, you know, relationship ends or something like that. And I just keep getting into these things and going, you know, the problem with this though is that I did like that person, but the, you, you, you aren't allowed to like a person, but also have them not meet 100% of your needs, you know? And I think this also probably came into, like, high contrast with my life because, like, you know, I mean, as a fucking artist, you know, as some dirtbag comic that was, like, living on no money and in squats and stuff like that and living a, a certain lifestyle and really being, you know, really into what I do and not just somebody who's like, okay, I'm going to go work at a company and have a nine to five and stuff like that. And, and that that's not the point of my life. You know, the, the family's the point having just certain philosophies already intact. I think eventually it hit a breaking point where I would just, 
I got into like another relationship and every time I would get into one, I would have this immediate sinking feeling. Like as soon as the euphoria of having first just met somebody wore off, you'd be like, it's happening again. And <laughs> as the older you get, the less funny it is. Then the less like yeah. the less you can ignore the fact that something is there's an impending problem that is going to like fuck up a thing and it's gonna hurt everyone's feelings and stuff. Yeah. And so I decided like, okay, like you know, I need to f figure this out. And I think I was also compartmentalizing a lot of weird stuff about, like, oh, you know, I mean, shit I got doxxed for last year for, like, kink stuff and shit like that. And, like, you know. Oh, I loved it. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you mean compartmentalizing, like, the kink stuff from your relationships? So, no. like, keeping it separate? No, I mean, or, keeping it oh. separate as a part of myself in my head because I was just, like, oh. you know, mm -hmm. getting into a relationship. If you want to do shit like that, you have to get onto fucking FetLife and find someone yeah. who is, like, that is the reason you're hanging out, right? And so if you mm -hmm. organically meet somebody, then the odds you have to are find the right way to tell them. <laughs> well, odds are they're just normal. And so you're like, yeah. okay, we're just gonna have a relationship, and then I just have this weird drive that I'm like, what do I do with this? You know? Do I resent the person because I can't I mean, it would be cheating if I went and did some weird shit or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Or do you have, like, a weird conversation? Or do you, like, try to do it with them? But it's like, why? They're not, like, a weirdo. Like, they're, like, forcing it. And it's, like, awkward and stuff. And so, you know, that sort of stuff, honestly, like, I hate to say it, but it fucking, you have to talk about it. You have to, you have to figure it out, you know? You and, to, like, yeah. I started yeah. to kind of, like, just have all those things not fit into certain boxes and stuff. And then I was like, okay, fuck it. Maybe I'm just not doing this. Like, I'm just tired of hurting people. I'm tired of getting hurt. And right around that time, I was just reading a lot of theory and shit. And I started reading, like, all this, like, Engels and Sex at Dawn and stuff and, <laughs> um, and communist shit. And all at the same time, it was a very similar revelation about, you know, the to, like, the first time you learn about – the first time you, you, ex you break through the capitalist realism window and go, oh, my God, there's – there's more out here. You can look at this as if it's like a, a paradigm in itself, and in you know there are there are alternatives. You know, to to argue with Margaret Thatcher or whatever, like um, you know. And I'm from Texas, where it's like no, you are not supposed to think that anything resembling socialism is okay. You know, so. I don't know, around like my mid 20s, I really started to kind of figure out that uh, it's okay to say out loud that uh, there are possibilities in this world outside of socialism and or outside of capitalism and things like that. <laughs> and then I also, at the same time, you know, I read some cert certain things like Sex at Dawn and, and like just some theories some queer theory stuff and like feminist stuff yeah. that put the ability in me to go like, wait a minute, I think I could probably out loud like say like I with you know intention think that it would work best for me and other people around me if i were to like think about this stuff actively when getting into relationships and for the purpose of not fucking making everyone miserable including myself you know yeah. and that's kind of how i landed there and um <laughs> you know i don't know i'm just still trying and um i don't know it's worked and it's not worked and i don't know but i, I yeah. like it Oh, yeah, yeah, I would say my my, uh, my so far my reaction to it, uh, which I'm very new here, uh, but I do not say I don't I don't have the labels because I don't want someone to have a decision about what that means for them. I do spend more time explaining how I feel. Like, uh, yeah, that's the I point. really. I mean, yeah, you you want to go see a horror movie and uh, drink bourbon and have a fine dinner and have a great time. We can do that, but I'm not going to like. I'm not going to come over the next night and then the next night and the next night. And uh, I don't 
want to live with you ever. So like if that's if, you, if that's a requirement for you is you need yeah. someone to live with you, that's not what I'm doing, especially for like with my uh, with I have my daughter still. And so the, a big part of this, too, is for me is like I don't I, I'm more focused on making sure she's together and I'm spending all my time there. I don't I don't need fulfillment from any other person. Like yeah. I am fine on my own. I am a rock all on my own. And um you know, my relationships repeat the same pattern where I have to pump somebody else up and uh, their self-esteem is based on me. And I'm really good at this. And, I, and when I like somebody, it's very easy for me to get attached and say, you're so smart and you're so brilliant. I love the way you write. I think that you're, you're beautiful in this dress or, or you're like, you're so funny, dude. Or I, I have a natural knack to get excited and, and try to sell people and, and motivate them. Um, but like, it doesn't work in a, I can't, I can't live in, be the live in help, like the live in yeah. person that like, make sure that you feel good about the day. Like I need you to come to me on like feeling your best because you need to be able to figure that on your own. Cause I only want to fuck with people that can yeah. be, bad all by themselves that could then know how to handle their shit and are coming to me yeah. fully yeah. realized you know yeah uh, you, i feel the same the way, way yeah no you know the way that i put it to people um is it's actually like my biggest pet peeve whenever i see like on a dating app or anything whenever somebody puts that they're looking for their other half i hate that shit because i think that is exactly the like the um, different mentality or point of view between uh, somebody seeking like a more traditional relationship and other people who are not is that people seeking traditional relationships are seeking another half. They are thinking of themselves as like walking around incomplete and needing another person to complete maybe not themselves. I do think in a lot of cases it is about themselves, their self, you know, but it is also about completing their goals for life, right? It can't be done without finding this other partner and I have, from a very young age, had a mentality of completing my goals for myself and developing myself to be a whole, complete human. And therefore, I've always conceived of relationships as a pair or more, frankly, yeah. of fully realized humans, <laughs> you know, not half humans. Yeah. Um, but yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, no, I agree. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. No, no, no worries. I'm trying to interrupt the less. I interrupt Jake a lot. <laughs> yeah, I'm bad at it, too. We but all are. <laughs> you, you both said something, uh, said stuff that made me think a lot. Um, one thing is, Jake, question for you. Yeah, sure. Um, there was, like, a point where you said that in a lot of your relationships, you will, like, really like the person and you enjoy them and you get into it. And then there's, like, a moment when you realize, like, oh, no, this is not good. <laughs> you know, and it's, like, going yeah. down. Is that moment when you start to get cues from the other person that they believe in the escalator framework um, you know what i mean like yeah. like when they say to you we have to have a talk about where this is going or like you know what i mean like where they start to imply that because we spend time together then what is the next step on this increasingly like pyramid that we have to walk up you know yeah kind of i mean that is definitely like a thing that it it, it does feel silly to date as a person whose whose whole actual innate philosophy outside of this is not just coming from books and stuff yeah. this is like coming from how I feel and my, how I think the like I want to spend my life is not the same as people who have the, the thing that you described as the escalator where like yeah. there's just you're riding a natural tendency in a direction that leads toward you know marriage and kids and you yeah. are buried next to each other in a plot someday or whatever so um it's not it is that you know but it's also I don't know it's kind of hard to describe actually because it's like 
you have this honeymoon period when you first meet someone and then like the 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 bottom kind of drops out a little bit and it's always funny to me because like sometimes the other person's like yeah that's normal like that's supposed to happen and i'm like <laughs> okay like this is just so cynical you know but like sure you're you're gonna end up getting past the part where you're like going through endorphins and, and you're like go freaking out or whatever but then what the person does then yeah i think with the escalator thing kind of bums me out because what my natural tendency is to do is to go you know um like why why do you ever question yeah. these rules because yeah. what we could do here is continue to do everything that makes us happy and literally like not add stuff just by default just because it's what is done that is going to fuck you up and so i always think about this as like and i agree also to go back to something we were talking about earlier like I, I'm, I'm a big proponent of like we just need a new word for certain things like even yeah. with like socialism sometimes i'm like maybe that would just vote yeah. for us if we called it I like know. If you know any <laughs> anything yeah. else yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but i think that what you're talking about with uh like poly shit also mm -hmm. that's a big problem because um the word turns people off because you're literally talking about two different things and they think that it's this one thing, but it's actually this other thing. Right. And so for me, I think I have a lot of people that when they hear stuff like that, they think like, um, a, they think it's like a sex thing. They're like, Oh, this is really kinky. Like you're a freak, you know, I, I'm, I'm really normal and tame. And it's like, this is not, this is not a, I'm trying to get off. Like this is a philosophy on how to not be miserable. Um, <laughs> and also they also think that that means like group relationships where you're in like multiple things or whatever. Yeah. And uh, yeah, polycule is a big punchline, right? Yeah. It's this big joke on like Twitter and stuff like that because everyone, that's their first introduction to it. And when I always tell people is like two things, right? The first one is, um, you will feel probably a lot less weird about this. If you understand that this comes from queer shit. Right. And the reason I think being what my understanding is, is because, there's a heteronormative thing, the framework that the you know capitalist system sells to people, the family structure, that's where dating comes from, that's where all this stuff comes from, that's where all these defaults come from. And then there are people who, by 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 just who they are, by nature who they are, aren't allowed inside of that. And so when you're not allowed inside mm -hmm. of that, if you're like the only trans kid in Oklahoma or whatever, then you would you would find like using the escalator, using the fucking rules that are automatically applied when you date someone that's probably not going to work like you're probably not mm -hmm. going to find someone who it's going to take a really long time to find somebody who's attracted to specifically the human that you are and the way that you are and stuff like that and then also expect that person to be your best friend and then also yeah. expect that person to be somebody that you want to go in on a house with and all this stuff and it's like you would make yourself miserable if you're in that situation and you are trying to force the the fucking thing so the philosophy that i subscribe to here is instead of like Instead of meeting someone and then like saying like, oh, here, let's say a relationship is like a board game, like opening it up and, you know, going, what are the rules that come with the board game? We are going to do all these things. Instead, it's more like this thing where you just start adding stuff onto it. Like you start at zero and then you just start adding whatever works and you Expansion don't. Expansion packs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't add anything yeah. that would be in conflict with it. And then what you might end up with is like a pretty good thing. And maybe it doesn't yeah. fulfill all your needs, but then that leaves you in a place where you're both very happy with anyone going, right. well, I'm going to go get this well, need, other need fulfilled right. elsewhere. And like, and the other thing is, uh, this is the last thing I'll say about it. I think if most, if people could see it that way, they would understand that like cheating isn't really like a big deal because um, mm -hmm. when you, you know, quote unquote cheat in a relationship, what people are mad about is that you lied to them. 
it's not that you did another thing. You really like there's a big um Yeah, I always cheated to do better on the test. So I'm just trying to do better on the test. <laughs> just trying to improve my score. Well there's yeah, this practicing for you. There there's this big like essentialist, like evolutionary, psychological, like Hobbesian sort of thing that a myth I think that people believe, which is that like you're innately territorial and like when someone, you know, fucks your partner, then it's like you're inner biological like beast is like offended because of the you know the the drive to procreate or whatever and i think that that's not true i think actually you just exist in an artificial system and you're mad because they fucking lied to you because they said they wouldn't do that and then they did it and if if you just go if you agree to from the get-go i don't care or like you know whatever like tell me when you do or whatever you'll find that you don't actually give a shit about shit like that because it doesn't matter, yeah. you know. Yeah, and I, I mean, this is, I mean, this sounds bad, and I don't, I, I don't mean this. Uh, it, uh, it sounds bad, whatever. Um, <laughs> but the, you know, I also am renegade artist type. Um, not really good at keeping a job for a long time. Usually, steal so much that I get fired or have to go to court. Um, and I also had long-term relationships because it was way more stable for me to be in this world uh, with a woman. That's supporting and I'm doing all the dishes and I'm doing all the laundry and I'm not an asshole guy. I'm mm-hmm. totally a 100% helping and, you know, providing regular orgasms and doing all the hard work. <laughs> and uh, but still, like, maybe if I was making the money, like the money I make now really does make it easier for me to do it. Not to say that, like, it's a reason to stay. Um, but this system is based around like you in order to have like a really fulfilling life or to travel or own things you need two motherfucking incomes in one house the whole system is designed and like we have moved to the point now it's just like living single is so fucking stressful to afford all of this shit with one person is just astonishing like that was a big part of the divorce part I was just like I'm gonna be so fucking broke again I just thought about like buying the 88 cent bread uh, and doing peanut butter and jellies one a day and was just like, it's back. We're back to it. But I also feel free now. And I do think, you know, I, I felt this way, you know, even with my daughter, um, because she's eight. Um, but last year she was seven and uh, there was a big secret in the house going on for the whole weekend with these kids. We had a we had a bubble with uh, with uh, one other family so that we could hang out during quarantine. And they're like, Charlotte has a crush on this boy. And like me and Erica both sat her down and was like, a boy is not going to solve your problems Mm -hmm. and you don't need to do, you don't need to worry about a man or a boys or any of that stuff or having like a lot planning your life. You're not going to meet somebody in elementary school. That's your Prince charming. It's not, there's no way that your soulmate (laughs) went to the same fucking high school as you. And I know people make it work. And I, and I, I'm not like anti couple. I see so many marriages of people that are like, you guys really like each. I can't believe that you put up with each other. It's weird. I don't, but it doesn't feel right to me anymore. And you know, I guess I feel in a way more selfish, but at the same time, I only get one fucking life. So uh, if I get to go hang out with three or four women regularly uh, that, you know, one kayaks, one likes mm-hmm. goes to horror conventions, yeah. uh, you know, one goes to races like, um, you know, I don't need I don't need to like I don't want to pick up their fucking trash and I don't want to like. <laughs> I, don't I, literally pay, have- <laughs> I don't want to pay their bills. Yeah. My, I mean, my, yeah. 
my wife, she had a magic spot on the counter where just she would put stuff and it went away. And it, like, that was a big part of our relationship. I was just like, you have to stop using the magic spot. She's like, what do you mean? And I'm like, there's a place where you put all of your prop, like you put this stuff there. I'm doing that. And like, you also are treating me like shit and you're not, you're not appreciating that. Like I solve all of your trash problems for you, you know? And it makes yeah. me feel like I'm a fucking servant, you know? Yeah. And you know- uh, yeah. And I don't, and I, you know, I can't argue with, I can't tell an adult to do anything. I'm not their parent. I'm not in charge of them. I, and however they want to live their life at home and, and do their, do their thing, make the food that they want, whatever is fine. But I would rather just see you when we're both on our best behavior. On our best behavior. Something yes. I, and, yeah. Oh, sorry. And, and it's, and it's not about, it's not slutty. I don't, I, I don't, I don't, I don't sleep with everybody. And I'm not, I've went to several dates with women and I was just like, all right, I did the whole like sexual preparation with like uh, clipping nails and eyebrows mm-hmm. and all the whole thing. And I went <laughs> and I sat there and had like a really great conversation for three hours. And I was like, we're just really good friends. This is yeah. no, I don't want to kiss her. She does not. None of it. This is not heating up at all. That's There's your no rule. Yeah. Intensity. And I'm not going to like just lean over and be like, hey, baby, lay one on. It's <laughs> yeah. not me. Like, like I. You know, doing touring and meeting people and having there were so many moments I was. Here's the thing. I was a super big cheater forever, forever, forever. Yeah. With my wife, I did not do it. I still can't believe I held fucking tight for that long. It's so weird, but I did. Uh, And I made the, the promise from the beginning was like, you can't do that. You can't fucking sleep behind somebody's. You can't. You have to tell them or just deal with it. And I kind of just was mad about it. But I, there were so many interactions that were just incredible that I had on tour. And it was like, if we got to fuck at the end of this, <laughs> it would just blow my fucking mind. Like we yeah. would, it would be so next level. I love tour. Uh, and I don't want to be, I don't want to be held. I don't want to have somebody back in Ohio being like, nope, you can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, but you know what? To your, um, I guess like point about like, going out with somebody and like it doesn't always have to be about sex i have like people that i just text people yeah. that i just dm with and i have like great sexy conversations <clears throat> yes. or intellectual conversations that to me um you know i i know for sure that i have especially women friends who have partners who would consider that cheating mm-hmm. and i think i know women who would consider if they've heard their boyfriend or husband was like daily texting with a woman and talking about his hopes and dreams and shit yeah they would be like that's fucking cheating you know what i mean and that's like if anything i feel like i'm poly in that way i'm open in the way of like i just want to connect with anybody that the connection is there so this brings me back to something because basically what you're both talking about is managing expectations right which is partially like managing our own right but also managing other people so that they understand we're not probably going to be able to provide them with the things that they expect. Um, So this is a problem I've been having is most of my dating history after my long relationship was like dating online. Right. And I'm really fucking good at it. You guys, I am really good at first dates. (coughs) Um, I made a lot of great connections off of online stuff. And I think partially is because since you don't know these people, it's very easy for you to like set those expectations clearly of what you're looking for, what you offer. Um, (coughs) Excuse me. Um, What, you know, like what's a deal breaker, all that kind of shit. So it's like a little bit more work because you have to fucking read profiles and exchange messages and blah, blah, blah. 
But then it's like more likely or I guess it's less likely to blow up in this way of like, oh, how did we not realize that we have completely different expectations? However, in real life connections, which like I know Jake, for sure, you you date more like in real life than online. My experience has been more dating online than in real life. Yeah, Brett, but I kind of think online might be better. I think it's a mistake I keep making. For the reasons you're describing. You're 50-50? Yeah, I, I've, go, I've gone and hung out with a few girls. And uh, then also, I do have a, one, some I text with, too, uh, yeah. that are just, like, the best. And, like, the it is, too, like, just boob pictures are so simple. Yeah. I think I fucking <laughs> love them so much. It's yeah. so stupid. It makes me feel like a dumb caveman. But, like, mm-hmm. I will just, like, ooga whenever mm-hmm. I see whenever I get them. And, uh yeah. That kind of stuff is fun and interesting, and it's, you know, uh, provides a lot more because, you know, like, the, having sex is also, is a lot more, it, with my life and my schedule, it's yeah. it's really not, it's hard to just ha- be having free sex all the time, you know? Yeah. yeah. But uh, going, on, going on dates, talking to people, uh, meeting up, I, I also like talking to people online, but I also am very strict on who I match with because I will get the hottest women I've ever seen in my fucking life that will be like, they matched with you. And I'll say no, just because like their bio is like, they want somebody to like rub their feet every night or something. Mm -hmm. And, or, or to like buy a house with them somewhere in 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 the nicest part of town. And I'm like, I'm not doing that. (laughs) You know, exactly. But see, so that's what I was going to tell you is that the the whole like you went and had a conversation with someone for three hours and it didn't result in sex because you were like, oh, there's no chemistry here. So there's no need to push it. I can walk away from this. I feel like people who are traditional and on the escalator and whatever, they feel like every date has to go through those steps. So they go through having sex with someone that they don't. And I mean this for both genders. They go through the whole date and they finish it out and then they go have sex with each other because they think like, well, it seems fine, I guess. Let's see if we like each other. You know what I mean? But if you have the mentality like the three of us of like, I can get laid tomorrow, (laughs) like it's fine. (laughs) Yeah. You see more clearly that like, oh, I actually don't like this. Like, I don't need this and I can walk away from this. I did. I did make that mistake very quickly, though. Yeah. Like I had sex where I was like. I'm not, I think I'm not into this. Like how yeah. crazy well, see, I there, laid there's in bed. Also like, uh, I laid in bed driving myself crazy for years. Like, oh, just let me loose. I'm just, I'll fuck anything that moves. And yeah. it's like, yeah. Yeah. There's, there's also like the kind of toxic masculinity thing that gets into it where you're like doing it. Uh, you, you feel like the need to make certain interactions transactional and sexual just to, just because of like you're just supposed to like it's like a pressure thing from the the guy in your head that's like you're a pussy if you don't do this or whatever you have to like really get through that and reach a state of enlightenment to like you know this thing you're talking about where you go on tinder dates and you're just like i'm friends with that person i've yeah yeah, i do that all the time it's fucking great but it's counterintuitive to this thing that is part and parcel with i think you know, if I am understanding, um, you know, all this angles and shit that I've been reading correctly, I mean, I think that comes somehow from the fucking like material, you know, underneath us, the, the reality, like the, the mode of production or whatever. And I wanted to get back to that a little bit because you were talking about that, that thing where you, you, it's everything set up to where you need a two income household, right? That's part of it. That's how this all funnels into pressuring us to be these little, you know, units that make the whole system operate in a certain way, at least in theory. And, um, I forgot to mention this cause we did talk about this when we were talking about the handmaid's tale last week or whatever. But like one thing that I think is really interesting about 
uh, that is that there's been a lot of writing about like the Eastern Bloc and how um, a lot of like situations were better for women because you weren't um, stuck. You didn't have to be in a relationship to have like a household to live in and stuff like that. There's like a safety net and there's like a lot of queer liberation stuff that comes out of that. And that's why I think that this is interesting. Um, as even in like for us in our circles, because to me, when I make those connections, that makes this like a left issue to me. This that makes this yeah. something interesting, but I don't find that this is a very popular point of view in like, maybe it's just the online left or maybe it's like comedians or something like that. But for whatever reason, you know, I do find that like the polyamory things like a fucking the punch, uh, a punchline and that people are still yeah. kind of very like low key trad about things. And a lot of the like yeah. the, the edgy sort of humor and stuff that's like, you know, very much like, oh, we got to appeal to racists like that sort of end of things is inherently kind of trad. And it is sort yeah. of um, shameful against like some of the stuff that we're talking about. And I don't know why that is, and I don't know what to do about it, but I do find myself in conflict with it all, all the time, you know? And so, um, I don't know. I kind of yeah. think that the, um, because I observe the same thing, I think there's like a problem where the progressive uh, wing of this country is still very traditional and like romantic and family issues and these kinds of things. And I think it's because they have only gone as far into incorporating like a progressive point of view into a public forum or into the public world, but not into the private. And I think that the reason that it's important is that the private and the public are not separate. The pro- the public, di- like, I think you, you're, you're talking about like personal versus political. I just mean, yeah, I guess public and pu- uh, no, I mean public and private spheres because public is like. Anything having to do outside of your household, basically. So the way that like progressives are, are already comfortable being progressive in the workplace, in school systems, in church, in politics, in everything that is a public-facing sphere of society. Yeah. But in the private spheres, where it's like your own home, your own relationships, the way you raise your children. That's where they're the cowards. You believe. It's, I'm not even going to go so far as to be a dick like that, but like <laughs> they, are, they haven't yet turned that lens up in on themselves and why they make the choices that they make in their personal lives. And honestly, I think we all three would agree it's it's not easy. What we're saying is not easy. No, it's you scary. end up being the fucking annoying asshole that's talking to people about what Polly means and shit. <laughs> and you're, you know, as a woman, oh, this is what I wanted to tell you actually, like about the expectation shit. Um, because you know what's crazy that has always happened to me is kind of like the reverse. This is why I brought the online and real life thing is that like I'm out here for like more than 10 years being like hella cool if you ask me (laughs) and fucking not trying to trap anyone or get married or like live with anyone or get you to pay anything or help me on my worst days of depression or none of that shit like literally I'm super cool to hang out right and I have had multiple like so many experiences where I meet a man and we're getting along great and we have a great time and we only see each other whenever we're both available and want to be with each other and literally the dude will be like wow you're so amazing you're so different from every other girl I've ever dated do you want to move in together (laughs) and I'm like what the fuck do you think that I was doing all that to trick you into getting the thing that you think all women want like what is wrong with you which I think is like the parallel of like a tr- more traditional woman dating a guy that is not traditional and then being like, 
maybe he'll change and he, his, those ideas will go away if he loves me enough and like, you know that kind of thing yeah and so it's like we're not really like hearing each other when we say these are my real things so uh since the pandemic i have not done any online dating i still feel kind of like sketch about meeting up with strangers to be honest with you um but i have been like talking to like parasocials and friends and stuff like that and it's so weird and different to me because I usually date online. I don't date people that I know and have like a social context for. But it really struck me that I think this is like the crux of our problem, you guys, because when you meet people in real life, there will be like a chemistry, right? That you're like, oh, there must be something here. But then as you said, Jake, that chemistry is like the haze of that honeymoon period before you realize like you get to a conversation where you realize you have different politics or you have different desires in life or you have different views of how a relationship should be etc and then it becomes a negotiation and like a fucking uh being like weighing like well i like this about her but i don't want to do this how long can i stay around if i do that you know like compromising and it becomes compromising and for trad people they have already like internalized the idea that the only way to make a relationship work is through compromise Mm -hmm. So to them, that does seem normal. But to me, that seems like, oh, I did like you, but I should have never liked you. <laughs> like, it, the problem is started when, like, this chemistry should not have gone off. You know what I mean? So I think we need to find this way to, like, brought up. Oh, well, I guess I found it, right? Because I think what I'm saying is, um, so I've, I have been dating some people who kind of already know me, but they, like, have listened to the podcast or they have had conversations with me before. So they do know my expectations and they do know what kind of person and relationship I offer and all of that. Yeah. And then once they, like, showed interest, then there was also chemistry. So it was like a reverse thing. And I really like want to recommend it to everybody, but I don't know how do you do this? Do you just tell everybody to start their own podcast and start dating their <laughs> listeners? <laughs> like, what do you do here? I, mean, I don't know. You might just be on a broad level, like recommending honesty. Uh, and yeah. this is in a way that it has clearly worked out for you, you know, yeah. and us. And, uh, you know, that's honestly kind of eh, part of why I am driven to be kind of a public person is because I find that it cuts that fat out that it would maybe have taken years to, you know, to, I, I'm surrounded by very cool people because everyone knows who I am because yeah. I'm very clear about who I am and so that it's easy yep. to go okay you like that you know um, so I, I sometimes am, I feel a little bad for people that don't operate that way but you know maybe they have something else going on um, I just wanted to say something yeah. real quick we were, we, were keep, we keep talking about this thing with the, the honeymoon period and um, I, I keep thinking about this Doug Stanhope bit I think I might have mentioned before on the show but it's uh I think it's really relevant to this because he has this really great joke about marriage and he's like, you know, when you first meet somebody and you're like excited that they're texting you and you're like, oh my God. And you're like showing your friend, like she texted me back. And like, you have that like, you know, really incredible feeling. Mm-hmm. It, he says marriage is taking another person and saying, I want neither of us ever to feel that again. You know? <laughs> oh like, my God. <laughs> it's, like, it's so yeah, depressing. True. Yeah. I- yeah, I think, I mean, I think we are maybe in the, a true dawning of the age of Aquarius uh, with oh, the yeah. way that a lot of rate relationships just got reset. And uh, I do hope people change their minds and I hope people do accept, you know, I knew, you know, you know when it's bad and you just have to stop. <laughs> like, you just have to stop yeah. doing it. It's one life. Um, it, it can be different. I mean, 
I have my, I have like, I have a whole nother life ahead of me. Like in my life already feels like it's been so goddamn long and I have to do it one more time over. Yeah. Um, so I, there's so much time for me to be and live and whatever, be who I am. Um, I don't know what the future holds, but I do. Yeah. I don't want, um, I don't want to really, I don't want to, I don't want to have those like tiffs and fights and I don't want to have, I don't want to make it work. Um, I don't think that, yeah, there's nobody that's I'm willing to make it work for. (laughs) It's like, you make it work for me. How about we make this, how about we make it fun right now and do cool shit and then take your sassafras home. You know what (laughs) was kind of interesting is, uh, I thought about this for a long time because I guess people used to stay in their marriages, like as a rule. <laughs> and when I was growing yeah. up in the nineties, there was this very popular statistic of like, Oh my God, half of marriages now are ending in divorce. And yeah. it was like, it was like a phenomenon. Like people could not figure yeah. out what it was. And like when I was in school, I remember my parents are still together. And so like other kids would make fun of me for being like, Oh, your parents are still together. You know, like it was like yeah. almost the new normal was not How wholesome. Yeah. <laughs> and I, uh, I guess, you know, I kind of looked at that and to me, I think that was maybe my first inkling of like, okay, this, this is all kind of bullshit is like, yeah, this looks like about half of people are being honest and half of people are like, you have to wonder like if they're stuck in a situation and they're just like, well, you're just not supposed to leave. Or it's like, they're somehow virtuous to keep trying to make a thing work when, and you also had this a lot with like the discussion about divorce in the nineties and stuff like that of like is this actually better for like the kids and stuff like that? If you definitely don't do this, you know? And I think things are just tending in that direction, you know? Yeah. And it's great. I mean, cause everybody's divorced all you do. And then everybody has their story. Like you just, it sucks now because I'm going to try to keep it quiet because everybody (laughs) always tells me what they went through. Um, (laughs) But it is also, I would say the best customer service advice ever is like, if you're trying to get something done, just say, I'm sorry. I'm I'm going through a divorce right now and I'm just overwhelmed <laughs> and you will get anything you want. <laughs> That's awesome. I went I went and uh, I went and bought a car and this guy was a real hard ass and he had the best deal in town on this car and I was like there's no way I can get out of this. And he was like, "Man, why don't you have insurance? That seems weird. You got you have the income, but why don't you have an insurance?" I was like, "I don't have a vehicle. I'm getting a divorce." And he was like, Oh, I got a divorce. And then he started opening <laughs> up about it. And when we get to the end, I'm like, uh, hey, man, you know, you gave me a great deal on the car, and I'm not going to ask you to take any money off that. I know you got to pay your bills around here. Uh, but, you know, I'm just in a tight situation because of the divorce and everything. Is there anything that you can take off of here that would help me out? And he was like, oh, yeah, there's like $400 in administration <laughs> fees on here. He's like, we're going to do the administration <laughs> paperwork anyways we just try to get extra money out of it but they can totally erase that and i was like yes wow (laughs) wow that for years to come honestly yeah that's fucking awesome um that's cool to know but also like now i'm like wait a minute when i go there though it's like four hundred dollars you can just (laughs) take it off yeah Yeah. (laughs) jake just start talking about your fake divorce i'm gonna do it all the time (laughs) also as a Um, stand-up guy to be like just writing material about a divorce i'm not going through that'll be great (laughs) yeah oh i really want to take that segue but i actually do have a fucking thing that i'm going to do here which is defend married people for the first time in my life for half a second which is (laughs) that i think that like if we are asking them to understand that there are other frameworks through which we can interact with humans, I think we also need to accept that there are some 
you know, like there's people who are asexual and there are people who like they literally just want to do that marry your best friend thing just so they have companionship. And there are people who do not want you to physically touch another person. And that feels like cheating to them. You know what I mean? Like they have internalized those ideas. And for them, those things are important. And so I don't think they can be dismissed. I just think that we need to talk about it as like the problem is that those people seem to think everybody should agree with them. Right. That's not correct. Right. Yeah. There's a really good um, podcast that I like called Solo um, by Dr. Peter McGraw is his name. And he talks about like been on it. Whoa. Awesome. I love that show. Yeah. He actually you want to know? Well, tell me. Tell me what you're going to say about the show. Go ahead. Well, you already know about it. No, no, but tell tell the listeners because we've never talked about it. He does explain the bias um, that's like beaten into kids and to everybody that like you need to get married and this is the key to everything. And and I also think that there should have been more representation and there should be more opportunities that Polly isn't a joke that it's like, no, seriously, like if you're just trying to date and have fun, that's what I'll, I'll yeah. go to like an amusement park with you, yeah. um, but I'm not going to sweep up after you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, there shouldn't uh, be a word for Polly. This should be zero. This is normal. Like this should be normal. We, Cause and like, it's different for every, there's different things too. people also because it, you're is like, there's a texter girl there for me. There's also uh, there's a local person that like wants a month has a room in their schedule to hang yeah. out and that's just like netflix and chill stuff yeah and then there's like you know dating and there's people that's like i would bring to people that are cool enough and chill enough and detached and on their own that i could bring to something like a big get together with some of my real friends and not think them you know as long as they don't think not have them i would only invite someone that doesn't be, that believes that, that doesn't I, read into that yeah. as exactly. like i am now the girlfriend right exactly exactly the same situation to your yeah. point though louisa i think you're right mm-hmm. about uh yeah like normal people like heteronormativity mm-hmm. or whatever the fuck the word is for it and yeah. that I, I just think that they would benefit from like I think that maybe a good way to put this is like you people also have a kink. It's just the most widely <laughs> totally. accepted one. Like yeah. you guys are trad is a fucking yeah. kink. Like you're freaks. Yep. You're doing like <laughs> role play and stuff like that. Yeah. And I think that the reason that they don't understand it is because it's like the same reason like if you speak English, you don't understand maybe that you have an accent or something like that. Yeah. Like it's just the most ubiquitous <laughs> fucking thing or whatever. And that's a great way to put it. I um, I yeah. like to think of it as like uh, the way I, I try to explain it to people that I date and shit is like, I don't think monogamy is bad or wrong or that it can't do it. I think the issue is that it shouldn't be the default for well, people, the way we interact with people. People right? often so, like, accuse people like us of like being uh-huh. evangelists and saying like you should do this. And like what I'm saying is like no one should have to there's no do anything. No one should yeah. have anything thrust upon them. You know? There's a lot of people on the yeah. sidelines that don't feel that aren't like we need we need to spread the word more because we're not yeah. even close to being annoying yet. Because exactly. like it's overwhelming. <laughs> it's fucking overwhelming the the things they push that makes people People, I don't believe in a fucking reincarnation or an afterlife. This is the only chance you get. And people put up in the worst marriages. They wake up sad that they woke up for Mm -hmm. decades. Yeah. For decades, people do it. Yeah. yeah, that's so terrible. They, um, do those American beauty movies have to come out about that, where yeah. everyone's like <laughs> laying on a pillow and staring at the ceiling. Uh, and watching the teen yeah. across the street too much. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, yeah, no. So I have actually, I think, like, the, the my stated goal is that I think that the way it should be is instead of everybody going around having monogamous relationships and then having to have a talk about being open, I think that's stupid as hell. 
what you should be doing is going around being open because you're a fucking human meeting other humans in the world. And then if for some reason you desire this weird kink, as Jake just pointed out. Yeah, lock down <laughs> the dick. Lock down that dick. Yeah, <laughs> you want to lock down this pussy. You have to have that weird ass conversation with your partner about how you don't want them to touch anybody else. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm, like, in, I'm in charge of that now. Yeah, exactly. Like, I think oh, that so should freaky. be a monogamous people problem of having to break break yes. it to their partner. You know, it should not be us having to be like, hey, I think it's weird that you don't want me to talk to any other males. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Why don't yeah. you share that shit? You, yeah. You're a bummer, dude. You don't share that shit with anybody. <laughs> this is like the, the same thing we have, like, kind of as leftists with liberals where they have the normativity. Like, imagine if it was the other way around and there was a majority, like, socialist, you know, uh, political party and ideology in this country. Then all of the things that liberals think they would have to, like, actively push. And it would sound weirder, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I missed the good segue earlier, but I do want to switch over to comedy for one second. Let's do it. Okay. Um, because, Brett, I was listening to your show. I don't think it was the last episode, the one before, because I'm in the middle of the last one. Um, but you were the one who brought up how you were considering. Now that we're, we're speaking of, like, all the life changes post-pandemic, right? Yeah. Uh, you mentioned that you're thinking that you might want to go back and do some open mics and do some comedy. What's up with that? Oh, huh? your biggest What's mistake. Going on? <laughs> um, yeah, the scene here is very tiny and mm-hmm. I'm very detached and I can do my own thing. Uh, but at the same time, uh, getting on stage is really fun. And, well, last time I did it, it was under the context of being very green and, um, you know, doing something that, in Columbus, Ohio, most of the scene is trying to be like New York or L.A. I mean, the best comics sound like a coastal comedian. Uh, so me and Brian do something a little bit more homespun. Uh, and, you know, it was hard to gauge and it's hard to work with people. And but now I'm super confident standing in a room of, in front of a room of anybody. Uh, so I would like to go and do some stuff. And I also really do want to do some traditional relationship and like sex comedy stuff too because that's something i don't do on street fight but like i i you know the divorce comedy or bad relationship stuff is just so fucking hilarious to me <laughs> there are so <laughs> many fucking moments that just misery is just makes me laugh the, the worse it is the harder i laugh there's so many moments people were asking like reaching out on twitter like man i hope everything's going fine because i was like reporting on like these like crater moments Mm -hmm. and it was just like no this is funny like i we were at um we when we got the we didn't we're we're not doing a divorce or anything it's all amicable but we got like a disillusionment and uh we had to go get it notarized at the bank dude it is called a disillusionment yes that is insane (laughs) i've never heard of that yes and so we had to get we had to get it notarized and it was silent for like five minutes while this lady looked up in the book how to do it and that song there was like this awful song uh, of wild things by alicia car oh, no. and it was like forever <laughs> seared in my mind i wanted to cry, i wanted to cry and then laugh at the same time yeah. and then it was just like this is now this song I'll, i'm gonna think about this like five minutes before i die that's the dmt song <laughs> like when i slip down the drain it's gonna be where the wild things are <laughs> oh my gosh i i honestly i live for this is mean also present company i'm sorry but every time two comics start dating like i oh, live fair. for the day that you break up because <laughs> yes. you're gonna get like five good minutes of material from oh, each yeah. side <laughs> yeah. 
Somebody, I love it. somebody I, did I, a, I uh, tweeted one time. They were like, uh, "Those jokes are called children." <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You made those together, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I felt so. Yeah, I felt so bad about how like bash. I was just like smiling so hard when I saw my dudes for the first time. And was like, "You're not going to believe what just what I just went through." <laughs> oh man. Oh man. No, listen. I am going to uh, throw my vote in. Absolutely, you should do it. Um, especially because I think like some of the context that you guys have talked about it in in, and like what Jake and I talk about here a lot is like um, there is a big difference in doing things honestly same as the relationship conversation that we're having there is a big difference in doing things because you're trying to reach an ultimate goal or destination and doing things because you enjoy the ride and the daily doing of those things yeah and I try to date like I enjoy doing it daily, not like I'm trying to reach some goal or whatever the fuck. And I think that it is not only valid, but a great way to make art is to do it like that, where it's not about getting credits or getting money or getting approval or any external validation, but just that you internally love doing it and fucking want to carve out time in your life to do this. Because like you said, we only have one life. What else yeah. are you going to do? Stand-up is so fun. It's the most fun fucking thing in the world. And if you don't have all of the uh, weaknesses of perspective that are imbued in people from step one in America, honestly, I think as mm. people who are just hyper-capitalistic by, you know, for cultural reasons, you're just indoctrinated with certain stuff. If you could free yourself from that... It is the most fucking fun thing in the world. I love it in spite of the fact that it's filled with psychos who I think are, <laughs> they're brainwashed by, you know, the thing. Yeah. And by thinking that it is a transactional thing and that it is an end goal and to make money and all this stuff. In spite of all that, I still do it because it fucking rules. And I think, man, you should totally do it because, uh, yeah, if it'll make you happy, that's great. And also, I want to do stand-up with you guys. I want to come fucking through and hang out and do fucking shows in, uh you know, in Ohio and stuff like that and and um, just have it an end in itself, you know? Me too. Can I come? I am uh, trying to just spend the rest of the year visiting random locations in the continental United States. I didn't mean to invite myself <laughs> onto a show. I meant I wanted to hang out with you guys and it's a way I enjoy hanging out with my friends. <laughs> right, I know. I want to go realized. there and hang out with you guys. Right, right. That's what I meant. I We're going to do it, man. Sounded. I'm planning some trips to the south. I think it'll be fun. We'll do Col- it. Yeah, Columbus is fun. Uh, we could definitely do a show or something. Uh, and I do have an extra room now. And I have a week off for my kid, um, which is, is still... I'm still getting used to that. Um, but, yeah, so definitely. I would love to, to, to have y'all come out and do something. Awesome, yeah. And hang out. Yeah, cool, man. Look at us. We're going to be friends. We're gonna I mean, grind. you guys already were, but I'm inserting myself in here now. <laughs> yeah, Jake was the last last guy we toured with. Yeah, we were about to... I remember to, dr- we were, dropping you off in Harrisburg. <laughs> yeah, we were about to go out again, and then the fucking pandemic happened. I remember. I was going to go to the Harry Potter theme park in Florida on that tour, and I got really sad because I thought it was going to be Aww. destroyed forever because of COVID. Brian is really set on doing that one again. So he wants to make sure that Florida gets a tour because we never did it. We did it one time as on a leg of Hellfire, but uh, we still have not properly done Florida right, and they deserve it. They are, I mean, I'm most likely a Florida person. That's probably where I end up. I like pro wrestling. I like yeah. car car racing. I like the heat. Um, yeah, so that sounds right to me. I like staying up till four in the morning and laser lights too. 
Yeah. That is, I, as a Miami person, you did just describe everything that we are in the entire state. <laughs> yep. uh, but I think I'm probably going to end up retiring in New Orleans because I feel like New Orleans is like old person. Like, yes. You know, like old people from other places go to Miami to, or Florida to retire, but people from Florida go to New Orleans to retire. New Orleans is the best. It's so slow paced. Yeah. Everything is just at a saunter and there is just no there is no rush to anything. It is perfect. I love it. Yeah. I dream of just being like a old bar fly in one of those local bars. Our bar? Is that one of the ones that I liked? I Our bar is so. cool. Remember. Yeah. 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 I was like, I went there and I was like, I could, I could see me being like <laughs> 75 <laughs> sitting at the end of this bar, smoking a cigarette inside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Disgusting. Uh, but yeah, no. Uh, thank you so much for coming on the show, Brad. I don't have any other questions for you. I really enjoyed this conversation, though. Um, is there anything that you want to plug besides Street Fight? I'm sure everybody who listens to the show already knows your show. Yeah. Um, listen to Street Fight Radio. If you want more sexy talk from me, we are doing a uh, Heat O'Brien Unleashed <laughs> miniseries right now. We're watching real sex. Uh, we got we have a good pirater got us a hold of some uh, real sex vids. We've been talking about them. Big fan. I've signed up for that. Cool. Uh, Jake, what are you going to plug? Um... What the fuck am I plugging? If you're listening to this, I guess as it comes out, it'll probably be out tomorrow. I have a show tonight. I'm saying this oh. at, at, tomorrow. What I mean is the 21st, Friday. Friday, okay. <laughs> that B Cafe show I keep talking about. Um, it's the first time I'm doing stand-up in six months, so it'll probably be, be bad. I don't know. Where's that? In Bushwick? It's in Sunnyside, Queens. Sunnyside, so, Queens. I am not going to that. Fu- Sorry, buddy. Who lives <laughs> in Queens? I don't know. I was thinking of going to Cobra Club tomorrow night, though, because it's back. You see, you're plugging that you're going to hang out at a bar tomorrow night? At a show that is not your show, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. I'm going to plug the show that I have nothing to do with, but I miss all of you guys. If you want to come hang out, smoke cigarettes (laughs) in the fucking little backyard there, uh, I would love that. But no, for real, my plug is um, Casual Sets NYC. I run a bi-weekly, what is it, bi-monthly show at Asylum um in manhattan uh so follow us at casual and casual sets nyc to get information and lineups and tickets and all of that you know what we might have street fight listeners from this who don't know me that well i'm gonna plug pot damn america my main podcast you should listen to it it's you know it's like all the other things you like (laughs) it is political and yelly Uh uh-huh yeah it'll be great yeah you'll love it Cool. Uh, damn you, America. you do smarter shit than Street Fight too. You have a smart shit on there. I'm yeah, often, they read books for their shows, dude. I am often lobbying to make the show dumber because uh, I feel like it's uh, overwhelmed. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm like we need to chill a little bit, but we have a good balance, so it goes smart to dumb sometimes, and then back to smart. Oh yeah, you're still super stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Hell yeah. All right. Cool. Well, thanks. That was. Uh, this is great. Thank you so much for talking to us. Bye. Peace. Bye.